Welcome to this week's Spin Foil Theory. We're about to take a dive into another mystery from the lore of Destiny the Games. Specifically, we'll be giving high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging them. If you have any questions or theories of your own, write to us at spinfoiltheory at gmail.com or visit us over at spinfoiltheory.com. And now, let's put on our spin foil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. We're live. Are you sure? I don't know about that. I mean, I hope I'm alive. I might be... Are you sure might, you're not a headless one? Well, no, I have one? a head. Ooh. Yes, I, I have head, am confirming. Well, I don't know. I not. mean, sometimes I've inspected your guardian and you don't have a head, so... Maybe we're <laughs> the headless ones. Ooh. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the real headless ones are the friends you make along the way. No, please. Not again. No. <laughs> No one ever talks about that journey. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast, everyone. This is your host, Taylor B., um, and your host, Lady Lucida. How are you doing, Lucy? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. How about yourself? I'm I'm well. I, uh, you know, I just had a real busy, like, week and a half, two weeks pretty much at uh, at work and thing i have i have some help help now things are on the downturn that's did, good that's did good. have a uh, i was supposed to go to new york as you know and that trip got canceled but you know what like i'm cool not traveling i'm cool i'm cool just hanging out for for a little bit because uh i am i am up for my booster shot so i figure you know good opportunity to go get that instead you know what Boom. that works that works. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. So work, you know, work out, silver linings. Um, but yeah, uh, this this week, everyone, we are going to talk about and debunk some potential uh, red herrings on the Festival of the Lost. Um, specifically, we'll also be talking about uh, not only some dialogue that you'll get in game right now, but we'll also be talking about the Tales of the Forgotten. The new, pretty impressively sized lore book, 27 entries, yep. uh, that come along as uh, part of the quest and things you can turn in um, to Ava, uh, those uh, pages after you do the activity that you collect. Yep. And uh, collect them that way. And it, the price jumps so dramatically. It's like, what? Oh, okay, three. Like, this is this is for, like, five. Okay, like, and then I got through the nine. fives and I realized the rest of them were nine. Yeah. I was like, that that escalated quickly. Like, what yep. happened to, like, it's, six? It's, it's or... a lot. It's a lot. And, yeah. Uh, they, there was a really good farming method, but Bungie patched it because they hate people having fun. Mm-hmm. Because basically what I was doing is I would do a Wrathborn hunt, and there was this cheese that we've everyone's done. At least, not everyone, but a lot of people have done. Where once you load into the thing, you abandon the, uh, the hunt in your little cryptolith thing, and then you complete the activity, and you haven't wasted a charge, but it still counts as a activity completion, which would then get you, like, whatever you're looking for. That's how I would try and get the ship for the... Kudai, the um, high celebrant mission. Mm. Because you could only do that mission once a week per character, so right. it was really annoying to do the mission three times and not get the ship. But ooh yeah, I have the ship now, so I don't really care. But um, yeah, that's basically what I was doing to get my hunt, my my pages, and I got about halfway through the a good two thirds, halfway an amount through mm -hmm. the book mm -hmm. and then i was gonna my plan was to you know get back on today and finish it out be done don't really have to worry about it because i'm moving on top of everything else so i'm just like mm -hmm. i don't really have time to do this but i i have to, i i have to have every single lore entry in the game i'm kind of insane so uh yeah now i'm annoyed because i'm gonna have to get pages by doing strikes or whatever is the best method gambit not or, yeah. no don't tell me to do gambit i already have to <laughs> we well, don't have to do gambit yes you i do options. i have to do gambit anyways you because... have to do gambit. well no i have to do gambit to get my stupid two resets for the rocket launcher skin oh, yeah 
Because remember, I right, wasn't right, right, here right, right. the first time there was double infamy. I was on vacation. Right. So now I'm just crying. I missed the first week too, I think. I'm just crying because it's so much. It's, it's, it's so much. Budgie, please. At least there shouldn't be anything. Ah, biscuits. I mean, I'm gonna... Ah, biscuits. Well, okay. I have a plan. I have a plan. <laughs> I've got a plan. <laughs> yes, that's me. I've got a plan. I've always got plans. And I've got plans. i got backup plans upon backup plans. But anyways. Nice. I don't know. I'm just annoyed nice. at Bungie. You can be official plan maker. I am. Of the Spinfo Theory Podcast, I think. I think I already am. No, I'm kidding. It's a joke. Um, <laughs> but it's official. Ooh, fancy, fancy. <laughs> official. Yeah, we both agree. <laughs> so, that's good, that's good. But yeah, the, basically, the TLDR of Tales of the Forgotten is about our good, our good buddy Glint, because as a if you guys haven't done the story for uh, as much as you can do currently, uh, after last week, or I guess, was it last week or was it a week before? I don't remember. The week last before, I want to say? Yeah, basically. Reset before last. Reset the before last. Savathun did yeah. her whole, I'm going to show Crow the truth. And then Crow has kind of a mental breakdown. He's like, okay, who am I? Am I Aldrin? Am I Crow? Who, who, what? What? Oh my god. I have all these things in my head. What's happening? So, Ikora sent, um, sent Crow to go help Lord Saladin be kind of a liaison between the humanity, the last city, and mm -hmm, the Cabal. Mm -hmm. Because the Cabal's first inclination when they heard Savathun was in the Dreaming City, they're like, alright, alright, we got nukes, we're gonna shoot the Dreaming City and kill everyone, including Savathun. <laughs> And like yeah, Zavala was asked, Zavala was asked, okay, what's your verdict? What do you think of this? And he literally just said, no. And they're like, but, but Savathun's right there. And he's like, no. Good, good day. And he just leaves. <laughs> I believe I said good day. <laughs> Pretty much. But, so basically, um, cause the Cabal are in this kind of stale, they're like fighting off Zivarath's hive while we're gonna basically exercise Savathun's worm. I think next week. With the announced of the legendary astral alignment, I think it's going to be next week. That's my guess. Ooh. Which is very, very exciting. Hopefully, we get some cool cutscene or something. Kind of like seasonal splicer. With, uh, with how, yeah. you know, you beat, you did the save the last city thing, and then Alakablan, there was a super cool cutscene. That's what I'm excited for. If that's what happens. But we'll just have to wait and see. But basically, now Crow is helping Saladin, which I think is really nice that they actually are going to kind of... I know they kind of started in season of the shows and kind of on the wrong footing, I think, because Saladin was, you know, I'm mean and traumatized with PTSD and hate everyone. And then you have Crow, who's all like, we can try and be friends with people. And then... I, I I was really hoping you were gonna go with yes. I'm well, he's broody, not, angry, risen, who doesn't know brood. why <laughs> he's a little bit brooding, but he's gotten better. He's gotten yeah. a lot better. He's gotten a lot better, but like that that first one, he, I he thought might, he was about he to sing have. an emo song. Maybe we'll get Destiny the musical. The first Destiny Well I think well maybe now again. There we go. <laughs> Destiny the musical. I still oh say they God. need to make the Sabbathoon musical. When she, like, yeah, sings to get out of every situation. But, yeah. So, <laughs> Crow is now hanging out with Saladin. And Glint is like, well, since you're here, can I go do other stuff? And Crow's like, what What do you... What do you, what do you mean, man? You can't leave. And Glint's like, you'll be fine here. The Cabal aren't going to do anything. Cabal's our friends. And I'm like, please don't be really... Please don't be foreshadowing that something bad is going to happen to Crow. Mm -hmm. Please, Bungie. No. He's too pure. So, Glint is like, I'm going to go. go. I'm gonna, don't worry. I'm going to be with <laughs> the Guardian. Everything's going to be fine. And we're going to go hunt the Headless Ones. And Crow's just like, oh, you mean your whole weird pumpkin thing. Okay. Sure. Whatever. Do it. I don't care. I don't, I don't even know anymore. Yes, I do. But I just think it's so funny. Because... <laughs> 
And then basically that's the like the intro of the book is basically that. And then after that, it's basically Glint going around the solar system saying, Hey, have you seen any headless ones? Blink. Blink. <laughs> like it's an episode of Dora the Explorer or something. Right? It's, it's really quite funny, though, because um, there's a part <laughs> where um, he basically goes to like that. Europa, the moon, Nessus. I think that's the three, basically the three places where the Lost Sectors are. And he goes around, he talks to people, and... One of the one of in one of the entries he talks to the script arc. And it's so funny because hold on, let mm -hmm. me find the entry. I had it open and then it was gone. And now I'm sad. God damn it. <laughs> um Oh no. No. Oh yeah, it's, there's the moon one. Yeah, it's moon. I forget there's four lost sectors, because it's Europa, the moon. No, I did say the moon. Europa, moon. Yeah, Europa. Europa yeah, I guess Luna, it is three. Nessus. My brain, I just kept thinking the, there was more than that. The three. My brain yeah. is dumb. Um, <laughs> There's always more. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll find the entry. Oh, I found it. It's Europa 3. So basically, this is what the, um, the cryptarch uh, Matsuo says. And basically, um, they were talking about how the Headless Ones might be, you know, spontaneous creation of, of similar legends. So, like, how, you know, in the Himalayas, there's, you know, the Yetis. And then, you know, in Pacific Northwest, there's, you know, Bigfoot. They're very similar things. But what the Cryptarch <laughs> uses as examples are quite funny. I'll read it verbatim. Um, for... Uh, the yetis of the Himalayan folklore and the lumbering jacks of North American legend, both reclusive ape-like creatures said to populate the wilderness, or the centaurs of Greek mythology and the sheepdog of Northern Europe, both myth mythical creatures said to be hybrids of other species, <laughs> etc. So yes, it is interesting that many cultures have stories <laughs> of the headless ones, but that doesn't prove that they exist. I just thought it was so funny that they they that in in the city time that they they look at you know what we think as folklore so yetis and then stuff that's like common day things like lumberjacks they're like oh no those are both legends those are both mythology I feel like I feel like it's it's definitely this uh yeah like amalgamation of like legends and stuff for uh for any of our uh our international um listeners the non-american listeners uh so in in america we have some like folk legends about uh giants so uh specifically you have uh, john henry and you also have paul bunyan who's uh you know in a similar comes from a similar part of the country that uh you have those bigfoot legends the uh, pacific northwest um and uh, that's sort of like Western expansion uh, era of America. So uh, it's it's really funny that um, <laughs> that that because uh, as I read it, I kind of feel like they combine the two. And it's like oh, so you got like yeah, you I got mean, this giant lumberjack guy. He lives reclusively and in the, the woods. Sheepdog. Like, <laughs> like sheepdogs are a real thing, but like they might be extinct. Mm -hmm. By the time of the city age, that. so they might be like the weird kind of things. Like, for example, um, another great example is um, like in medieval times, there would be legends of like dragons and stuff. Obviously, dragons aren't real, but you know what is real? Dinosaurs. So they could have like found dinosaur bones and been like, oh mm -hmm. my god, look at this big giant skeleton it must have been a dragon a legendary dragon used to roam these parts like 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 if you look at a lot of like folklore and that sort of thing a lot of it it can actually be brought like i guess there is like a scientific reason behind it like obviously dragons and giants and those sort of things aren't real but there were like giant sloths that are now extinct and dinosaurs like those kind of things mm. like existed but 
you don't really know, like when you first find them, you're like, I don't know what this is. It, it might be this, it might be that, you know? And then like the legend kind of grows. So I just think this is really cool. I just like this. There's like so many little like lore. I like it. It makes me, it makes, well, with them, with them getting stuff mixed up, it makes me yeah, look at our own reflections on uh, like antiquity. And I think and you, you had, you had a really good story, uh, an anecdote you were sharing with me, not an anecdote, but you had a, you had a really good story about, uh, what was it? That, um, yeah, punt, the, uh, yeah, the, the ally of yeah. ancient Egypt that no one knows yeah, where it was because they never um, wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, there was, um, Yeah. Basically, there was this place, it was called Punt, and no one knows where it is, what it is. Basically, it was a trading partner of ancient Egypt, and they, you know, ancient Egypt gave them, or traded with them, all sorts of, like, really highly prized possessions, like gold, animal skins, ivory, spices, you know, really, like, that's, like, really important stuff in, like, ancient mm. Egyptian culture, and... No one knows where this place is. It doesn't exist. And it was... It, because in ancient Egypt, it was such common knowledge. Like, oh, everyone knows where Punt is. It's wherever it is. It wasn't ever written down because it was such common knowledge. And now, us looking back, we're just like, Where is it? Where's Punt? No one knows. It's just, it's just stuff like that. I just, I just think it's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed uh, Glenn's yeah. journey through uh, through all the different people. So um, from, from uh, what is it? He starts off on Europa, and then from Europa, um, there's, also, there's also a guardian whose name has been redacted that everyone's like he laughing at because he says he sees the, uh, the headless like, ones. He reports it back. Bruh. You're insane. Yeah. You're crazy. Uh, even at the end of it, he's like, I don't know what I saw. It's a bit of a I'm joke around the tower. To psychological evaluation because clearly I'm on drugs. <laughs> right? Right? It's it's a little You he, he was willing to he was yeah. willing to, yeah, to put it up definitely. to scrutiny. He, he was willing to be like, hey. I might be crazy. I might yeah. be. Let's, let's then, see. Later on, as you go through the lore book, it looks to me as if we kind of have a salute, uh, answer to what the Headless Ones are. What do you think? Uh, I think we do, too. I think, I think you get it hinted at from, uh, or sort of surmised from from one source the techian uh yalia yalia the uh the techian yeah and it's i really love her interaction with glint in it this is in one of the luna uh books um but uh she she's like yeah there's a necromancer who like will remain unnamed and glint just like totally totally breaks the voldemort rule and just goes oh yeah literally just a picture (laughs) she's like the the techie and she just turns and looks at Glint and she's just like, yes, Nocris. She's like, I didn't want to say his name, but sure, I guess. Yeah, Nocris is cool. Nocris. Nocris, I think like in like the lore, I think Nocris is probably one of my favorite characters because he's so, he's really interesting because he basically, because you know, his father oryx the taken king was like this is how we do things in my house and nocris was like mm, i'm a mm-hmm, i'm not mm-hmm, as cool mm-hmm. as my brother or as smart as my sisters i'm kind of just gonna do my own thing and he went directly to the worm gods and was like yo give me power my dudes and all of the worm gods are like bruh you're 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 weak. Why would we do that? And then Oryx hears about this and he's like, Son, what did I tell you? There are rules that you follow and you I broke am, the rules. I am upset. So get out. You're banished. You're banished. Banish this man. You're banished. You you go you start breaking his statues. His statues are his statues are coming down. 
We don't honor banished. Pretty much. And then it's really interesting (laughs) that, you know, he, all record of Nakris got axed from the Books of Sorrow, from uh, literally everything, except for the one statue in the Dreadnought. And I I would really hope that one day, like, we find what was axed from the Books of Sorrow that talked about Nakris. I think that would have been cool. So then we get, like, a complete book of sorrows i mean what we have is still is good but uh, it'd be cool if we got like you know the parts that were like after nocris did his heresy um if we could have those entries back it also would be cool if we got the books of sorrow from like savathun's perspective or zivu rats because as savathun did say in the book of sorrow this book is made of lies it's fake it's base. It's it's. It's basically religious text that makes not not Nocris, Sorry, it's religious text that makes Oryx seem favorable. I mean, it makes sense. But it's just interesting to see what the truth, air quotes, is. What really happened, if that is fake or well, bending of the truth, which. I just think that's kind of funny. Yes. And it could definitely be the case. Because then... Yeah. Could From the looks the of basically the whole Tales of the Forgotten, uh, TLDR, the headless ones were... I guess... Nocris and some of his other wizard people. Wizards? What is it? Um... Yeah, yeah. Well, he oh, was he was the only one. Yeah. That's the whole thing about his power structure. He's the only yeah. one that's not like a husk that he's basically controlling through this forbidden yeah. art of necromancy. And cuz so if uh for everyone listening, I'm I'm going to just do a really oversimplistic Lucy. I, it's I, okay. I know you Okay. Uh, I I hope I do it justice. I hope I do it justice. Um but uh if you think of the hive as like this pyramid scheme, that, uh, you know, classically led up to Oryx. And then, you know, below him, you had uh, every hive, like, cascading out that we had encountered up to that point, all the way down to uh, the Thrall, right? Uh, or, uh, ascendant, ascendant ones are paying tribute, but ipso facto, like, just, just imagine it that way, as this cascading tree. And what we did that was so devastating is we cut that structure out from underneath yep. him, uh, Oryx, and that's how we were able to uh, to kill the hive god the ascendant hive god now what nakris did was he decided man fuck this multi-level marketing i mean you're not Sk- wrong he's scheme. like this this isn't i don't like this this pyramid scheme this is kind of shady i mean i don't know about this i kind of want to yeah. do my own thing so he kind of that's what he says yeah he Dips basically out. Yeah, dips please, out please, and basically kind of makes his own pyramid scheme which is kind of ironic but what's what's genius about it uh in in my view and, and tell me tell me if you agree is because he uses necromancy it's kind of like instead of multi-level marketing he just went to the uh the wholesaler it's just him and his worm and they're in control of every everything that that some extension of them kills feeds his worm, and that's how that's how he gets it done. And so it's like uh, it's like if if the hive structure that pyramid scheme could also be relayed as like you know the classic brick and mortar chain stores. Yeah, Nagras went out and was like, "Nah, I'm Amazon. I'm Amazon now." Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> yeah. But what one of the uh, what the Techian says that's really interesting is that um, during humanity's golden age, quote, it was a time when many attempted to subvert the laws of life and death, like Clovis Bray, as well as the faction of the Hive. Bray used the tools of the Vex, while the Hive blasphemers practiced the magical art of necromancy. Both succeeded after a fashion. So I just think that's really interesting that it's about 
life and death and upsetting that balance of death and life and that sort of thing. I just think that's really interesting because, like, there's a natural order to things and being paracausal or right. trying to subvert, like what Clovis Bray was doing, he was trying to, like, extend his life indef indefinitely and not die. And the hive were basically taking people who died and bringing them back and bringing them back and bringing them back over and over and over. Like, that's not natural, obviously. I mean, in in a way, in a way, because of the gate, the gate um, of, of entry to being an exo, if exos have personhood, which I think we all agree that they do. Yeah. He did. He he made something that you can bring back over and over again. Yeah, just so it's like just the, like, like so. The, I guess you like could Nocris say was. that exos are basically humanity's versions of hive necromancy. Ooh, ooh! You could technically make that claim. And maybe. they call it the guardian zombies. Yeah, I think exos are more zombies than guardians. I mean, because guardians they still need to eat and sleep and exo guardians are double zombies. I guess exo exo. Guardians are zombie squared. Because <laughs> they're zombie zombies. Oh, man. Just a little too above their exo emblem. Yes. <laughs> but I just think it's really interesting about... So... Oh, I'm sorry. So does that mean with this, that means, does that mean that Docris was on the moon? Then? I think it does, and I think it ties some other lore that didn't really seem to fit anywhere yeah. together in kind of a neat little bow. Like, if we go back to uh, to Destiny 1, and I think it's Ghost Fragments, uh, like the moon, like, one or two? But it, it's the one that references this giant worm creature. And then there's, there's also a reference of... Uh, it, it's almost like uh, it reminded me of the movie. I think there's a book too, but it reminded me of uh, of Tremors. Yeah, which was the those are like the underground guys, the little like a uh, uh, horror movie or thriller. Maybe I guess is a better. I don't know how scary it is, but yeah. Anyway, um, it was uh, it reminded me of that. And it didn't really seem to fit anywhere. Like I remember back in. D1, there was a lot of conjecture that maybe that was like a hive worm or that was like an ahamkara. Yeah. Or uh, th there was a lot of different ideas, but it it didn't quite fit either 100%, right? Uh, you know, the ahamkara seemed to, you know, that's not really their MO. They don't really rampage. They they delight in more, uh, what's the word? They, they just delight in yeah, different, it's, um, different forms of ghost consumption. Ghost fragment, like, the ocean of storms too. Is what it is. Ocean of Storms too. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and and I think I think this also connecting with with really what the nightmares even are. Yeah. Uh all the all yeah, all the way up into uh gosh, what was that what was that uh Shadowkeep? Yeah. Was that released right? Yeah, Shadowkeep was when we yeah, got the all the way up into that nightmares and that sort of things. Yeah, I think it not only connects them, but it explains it explains what they are. I think I think it kind of pu puts it in a nice a nice little bow. Yeah. So basically, I guess Nocris and some of his heretical hive were on the moon for a little bit. His droogs. Does that mean <laughs> Does that mean Nocris was on the moon before Crota was, or were they there at the same time and didn't even know it? Well, I mean. That's so. That's the thing. If if this if this pyramid ship has been inside the moon, if Crota's throne world has been inside the moon, and there's been hive activity inside the moon this whole time, uh, to the point that you have Crota's daughters uh, also interacting with uh, not only the darkness but with the with the nightmares that now we know Nocris yeah. is the initial source of. I. Yeah, they've they've been there the whole time, or at least as as long as, long as we as, yeah. we've been there. I just think that's really crazy, cause like, cause the the hive themselves they can't really, if I remember the correctly, they can't 
create the nightmares per se. They can't use like nightmare magic or they can only use soul fire. That's literally the, that's because they get their power through the worm gods and the worm gods get their power through the darkness. So it's like this, again, a pyramid scheme inside of a pyramid scheme inside of a pyramid scheme. That's mm -hmm. the hive in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. They're multi-level marketing, mm -hmm. but bugs, basically. <laughs> and Sp um, space space shrimps. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> basically the gist is I totally lost my train of thought. Um, brain empty. Well, well, I can I can I can round off and, until it comes until it comes back to you. Um, I I. I, I really got to hand it to Bungie on 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 that part there. It 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 ties it all all together. And then as you move on into Nessus, you have uh, you have Glint moving uh, moving on and talking greeting failsafe. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Who? And it's so it's so genius uh, that he thinks to go there. She's been a functioning AI since the Golden Age. Yes, makes sense. So. so he he goes and he uh, he starts questioning her, um, and, and there's some other there's some other interesting lore in there too, guys. I, I don't want to I don't want to spoil for you, but uh, he goes on questioning her, and and at the end of that interaction, uh, it, and it's 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 pretty funny. I gotta say, she she has some sassy bits that that I really enjoyed. What was it? Uh, I now have a, like a betrayal. Yes, so I had, just because of you. Yeah, it was just really funny because like no one, it's like even in the in canon that like because a lot of what happens in Destiny in our time, like you know, releases is can is like a one about a one to one, ish, with what's happening like in universe. So Failstay's like, yeah, no one's come and visited me for over two years. Thanks. I'm so mm -hmm. lonely. You all suck. And it's just it's just kind of funny to me because like we haven't had a reason to uh go visit Failsafe. So, of course we're not. Like until a story reason pops up for us to go back to Nessus, I honestly was surprised that Nessus wasn't the thing that was getting vaulted instead of the Tangled Shore. Because I mean, yeah, there's the Proving Ground strike, but that's not us interacting with failsafe. That's just, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 really I I you kind of appreciate it too because you can always have that uh, do the nature of the game. If you like miss something and you come back and you're talking with your friends and they're like catching you up, you can just be like, no, I was off. My my guardian was off doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm catching catching up on stuff now. Um, but uh, I, I I do like that sort of uh recognition uh it's almost like a tongue-in-cheek joke about when's the last time they use this asset but i think i think this might be actually a hint you know maybe uh, yeah. here's some real life uh spin foil theory that i think uh, you know as you were saying earlier i think before before we started recording lucy uh this is going to lead to something i think uh on nessus or have nessus have relevance again because I, I think your point was uh that you know uh it's it's surprising that they didn't sunset it of all places. Yeah. I just, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how all this is going to play out. Because with, um, because with the Tangled Shore being sunset, does that mean canonically that Fickrel is finally permanently dead dead? Did we kill him enough times? He comes back as a giant mm. screeb and then he blows up. That'd be funny. That honestly would be funny. Because that's what happens with Scorn, is if they keep resurrecting over and over and over and over and over and over and over, they eventually turn to a screeb because they, they just can't handle the repeated resurrections. Which reminds me mm. of this uh, unreleased lore book that one of the narrative people at Bungie wrote, but it was part of it's canon now, part of it's not, with Zavala having a wife and everything. But there was this one part where this warlock was going crazy because they've been, they got resurrected so many times by their ghost, and they literally went crazy. Mm. Like, I think they'd gotten rezzed over 10,000 times. Which is, 
I look at how many times I've died in like in total and I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh no, are my guardians gonna go crazy now? Like, cause that, that kind of stuff hasn't really been explored before. Like, is there a downside to being resurrected so many times? Can that even happen? Is that okay? Like, we don't know. Yeah, I don't. Outside of Exos, I, you know, you don't really even hear about that. It's almost like a joke. I mean, yeah, it's... If, uh, uh, when, when a guardian falls on something. Reminds me of... Or something falls on a guardian. When Anna Bray went to the space station, and there was that Exo that had been reset like a thousand times, and they were like batshit crazy. Like, I wonder if it was, if it's, if that doesn't happen to Guardians because we're paracausal and we have the ghost, like the ghost helps us, like grounds us, maybe, so to speak, if that makes any sense. Otherwise we would go crazy. Or maybe there is some insane amount limit that Guardians do have for resurrections and we just... No one's reached that big giant number yet. Which is kind of scary. Mm. We'll just have to see, I guess. Oofed. Yeah. Well, I mean... And it's really funny, because you notice, like, uh, even if they have their ghosts, the older Guardians don't seem to be very action-oriented. Yeah, Like, you have, yeah. uh, you have Osiris, you have you have uh, Saladin, and, you know, like, like Drifter. Like, yeah. Don't seem to be really, like, itching to get out there. Yeah, it seems like definitely that, like, younger guardians. I say younger, like, us, our generation mm -hmm. of guardians, are much more active. And then we have, like, the lead... I mean, obviously, the older guard, they would act as, like, mentorship, so they don't really go out into the field as yeah. much anymore. They more... I guess, oversee what we're doing and making sure we're not making the same mistakes that they did. But, um, mm. I don't know. It's really interesting, I think. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I definitely want to see where they all, where they all go with that. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit. So guys, now that, now that we've kind of given an overview of what the headless ones are and you know very cool uh very cool like sort of impl implications and connections uh there but if you look at that's not the only bits of lore that come and try to explain this and between between some of the two especially with the in-game dialogue there was some um, there was some stuff some red herrings you might say that we wanted to debunk. Yes. <laughs> just just before anyone gets their hopes up because they heard it in the game. Because, I mean, it, in this case, I I think... Um, well, yeah, some, someone telling you a story of something that happened to them doesn't, doesn't make you hearing it secondhand. Uh, it doesn't make that like, reliable info. But yeah, um, one that comes to mind is when you come in that... Uh, when you first log into the um, to the haunted lost sectors, which are really fun, by the way, if you haven't tried them yet, please do. You'll 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 dig it. I think um, Glint is talking about the uh, the headless ones, and let me see. I just want to pull up the one exactly that he does. Um, yes, yeah, so and now. <laughs> Um, if when you log into the uh, the Nessus one and you do the uh, the Fallen, uh, where is it? He uh, he talks about um, I heard about from I heard about this place from other ghosts. They told me I should investigate it for my research. Uh, rumor has it that long ago a fire team was captured here and beheaded by the Fallen, and now the Guardians' headless bodies. Roll around trying to snatch up new ghosts like me, and uh, and it says legend has it uh, in another one. Um, legends say that headless ones are endlessly searching for their lost ghosts. If Crow ever lost me, he'd search uh, tirelessly, and um, it just kind of it kind of uh, implies 
that uh, another one says, uh, the other ghosts say that if the headless ones capture me, they'll force me to resurrect them, probably with new, very attractive heads. I don't know if that's true or not, but I don't want to find out. Uh, it's 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 all really cute, but I, I just want to kind of stress, they are teasing him. Yeah. <laughs> that is not... Ghosts can't resurrect other guardians. So just... I just want to, I want to put that out there. That's, that's why this is like a legend, like a, like a campfire story, uh, type, type of thing. Um, like a, kind of like spooky, spooky, uh, a little like crossover there, but, um, so please do not think that there's some chance, uh, you could get another ghost to resurrect. Yes. Uh, fallen guardians. Yes. It's just, it's really interesting, I guess. It's like, uh, it all kind of, fits together, because like Failsafe explains, um, uh, that Nocris basically ripped the concept of the Headless Ones from the human subconscious, and, yeah, so basically Nocris messed with these people, and, uh, Um, extracted basically the symbology of the pumpkins and how Nakas is like, well, I see this pumpkin symbology means death, so if I used, so that must mean, like, in, in the hive, a symbol, like, actually, like, means something in, like, a how do I explain it? But like, if it's like a, it's like um, let me know, let me know here. It sounds, it kind of reminds me of a when you talk about like older mythologies, like really older ones. Um, names have a lot of power. Yeah, kind of like a, kind of like in Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, I guess is like a maybe like a, a more like modern sort of like a, a legacy of that. But it, it reminds me of that. Just like there's like a lot of power in sim in symbols with the hive. Yeah. So, kind of like that. So the so Nocris was like, ah, oh, okay. This pumpkin symbology that, that I keep seeing referenced in human subconscious when it, about the dead. And since I'm a necromancer, I'm gonna use that. That sounds like a cool it's thing. It's wild. Well, it, it's just like it's it so crazy. Me. Like, yeah, that, that he pulls he pulls the nightmares, and and the the because I mean I I'm sure there's some. You know, obvious out of game nod to the headless horseman, but like, I it, it it just really it really makes it interesting that that uh, that's how the hive arrived at pumpkin heads. For, I know it's kind of like it's just like oh yes, pumpkin heads. That's what we're gonna go with. What I what I really like. Um, Gosh, what was the uh, what was the event? Because was was there an event back in D one where they where they first introduced the uh, the the jackalites? Uh, or maybe that was just one of the original heads, the original masks. Let me see here. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was one of the. Um, Isn't that was wasn't that one of the consumables in? Yeah, and it put it put the. Uh, Oh, that's so funny. That makes sense of Cade's story now. In in the lore, uh Cade says he's uh he's shooting him in he's shooting him in heads and they're like exploding everywhere. That's right, yes. The jackalite is that creates a three eyed pumpkin head. Huh. And now we have a three eyed pumpkin head. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice D one reference. I guess that was one time Cade got to uh, got to leave the tower and go in the crucible. He's like, for once. <laughs> Finally, this is it's my time. No one's paying attention. Okay. <laughs> they won't. They won't know it's me. They'll think I'm just wearing a mask. <laughs> oh man, 
so there's that one um and there's there's a couple where's my and uh just just little stuff like that um it all ties together that uh that yeah, the, it, it it all ties together. So you don't have to worry about, uh, well, like, Cade killed them too, but it you can kind of explain it with, with past in-game events. Yeah, definitely. So just, just little stuff like that. Uh, not to, not to, like, too, too much worry about. What's interesting to me is they only seem to be coming after humans. Yeah. They don't go after the Elixni. They don't go after, uh, Failsafe. Like they don't they don't bother and it's it's really interesting that they're human specific nightmares so i think this kind of answers some of the other questions uh that we had about um you know whether or not these nightmares are the same for everyone on the moon i bet i bet they're like different yeah yeah that's really interesting yeah so that's that's a little wild to me. I guess I guess we know that version of Tanix is not actually Tanix though. That's good to hear, I think. <laughs> but in that way he might be immortal. Oh no. Oh, I guess he can't be even more immortal than he already is cuz he's like an AI now. Oh no. <laughs> he's the he's the ghost in the shell. Oh no. Not a ghost in the shell. <laughs> I know. Right? <laughs> It's that's what it's all been leading up to. That's all been leading. To. <laughs> um, so I am really, really digging it. Uh, did you did you have any that that you had noticed? Um, uh, Lucy, did you have any any things that you wanted to uh, to point out? Maybe. I just thought it was funny that lumberjacks and sheepdogs are now things of legend in the Destiny universe. I just think legendary sheepdogs. The legend of sheepdog. The legend of sheepdog. I really, yeah, that makes me really happy. Actually, <laughs> um, it reminds me of a. Gosh, it was a, not like a. It was one of those things back on when I think the science, when it was the science channel, or I, I don't know, I saw it in school, but it, it was a, uh, it was this, uh, like educated guess thing about like what would happen. And it doesn't say like why, but it's like, what if like every human on earth was just like, you know, snapped oh, no. and just gone, not like bodies everywhere, but like, but like what would, what would happen to earth? Like if, if like all our stuff was just like, as we left it. And it goes through, and it gets to like what would happen to domesticated pets, and it gets into this uh, this thing about how like you know that might be like pack oriented or whatever, but it's gonna be like that mid sized dog. Yeah. That's that's gonna be like the winner, like that's the one that's gonna be like just fast enough to get away from everything, but like big enough to kind of assert itself. So it it a very specific breed of dog, like a sheep dog. I I just kind of like that there's like even even little silly stuff like that might be a little like based in in science or like a scientific conjecture in some way. Possibly. <laughs> oh man, I really liked uh I really liked how uh Glint when he's uh visiting Eris and he, he sits there and she's talking about like all the different all the different stuff that she's seen and he's like, Oh geez. Yes, that part was so wow. fun. He's like, Wow, that sounds really scary. And she's like, But I have never ever oh, seen a hive night with a pumpkin for Ed. You've gone crazy. <laughs> and if, I like how she like definitely asserts that she would have remembered. Yes, I would have remembered. I would have remembered. <laughs> it's a very that is a very specific thing. Exactly. That we can be going into. So Ooh. Ooh, I'm sorry. Ugh. So it's also very interesting too. Uh one one thing that this also ties together is uh if when you uh go into some of the other lost sectors, like a K one or a 
or some of them, Glint actually talks about uh, them discovering the anomaly, mm-hmm. and that being the beginning of uh, of the uh, the strange creatures like roaming everywhere, like all the way back to the uh, the uh, the D one cards. Yeah. Um. So don't don't worry too too much, guys, about it being like too too spooky. I I actually really appreciate that they're that they're taking time within the holiday event to uh, to explain so much. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I like how they start off, and as you read the stuff too, they go from like this spooky thing, and then Glint just starts like ref- kind of treating them like a uh, spooky pinatas. They're spooky pinatas. They're filled with loot. <laughs> Eat them up. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It's pretty funny though. It, it it definitely kind of feels like the whole event is like a crazy fever dream. Mm-hmm. Like before I'd read all the lore and just heard about the pumpkin heads, my first initial thing was that, oh, the candy we were eating, um, is causing us to have hallucinations, and that's why we're seeing all of this. <laughs> that was my first thought. And now that there's actually lore behind it, I'm like, you know what? This makes a lot more sense. I don't know. I know. I know I'm older. I'm older than you, Lucy. Uh, but I I don't know if it was like this. I remember when I was growing up, it was like on the news all the time, and like, and my parents would be like, "Yeah, don't eat, don't eat homemade candy oh, that's that you right. get when you go out on Halloween." Yeah. It could be could be something in it, and I think like oh, no. No, no, I think in real life that's either never happened or it, like, almost happened, but no one actually, like, ate the dangerous thing. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's, it's like, this, like, ingrained all this stuff, and then you have Ava just, like, not eating the random candy that you got from yeah, from these undead like, hmm. necrotic hive. <laughs> no. No, not, not for me. But then I also have to wonder, well, okay, but then why is she exchanging, like, masks and, and, and pieces and pages of the lore book for it? Like, is that, is she selling the candy to the, to the necrotic hive? Exactly. Is it all one like, cyclical how, money-making how they, scheme? How are they, how are they, where are they getting the candy where from? are they, are they just stealing it from Eva Levante? Is that what is happening? Why is candy? the candy part Where of the nightmare? <laughs> is she a nightmare? She, she's there collecting all the She's collecting all the candy now so that at the uh the dawning she'll have enough like sugar and stuff to make all the cookies. Ah, I see, I see. Unless no, I think those parts also come from dead enemies. Uh, you, yeah, yeah, I think she's just funneling not, them all. Oh no! Like it's so all a big peer. It's all a big scheme. It's a money. It's a not a money laundering scheme. It's a candy laundering scheme. <laughs> oh no! Bamboozled again. <laughs> You've been bamboozled. Oh man! It it happens. It happens. It'd be like that sometimes. Ah. Uh. Well, oh man, Lucy, was there was there anything else you wanted you wanted to cover for the festival of the lost and the new tales of the lost lore book? I don't think so. I think we covered everything. Nice, nice, excellent, excellent. Well, um. Lucy, do you have any do you have any shout outs? Um, any shout outs? Uh Yeah. I guess um shout out to my boss for being super cool and giving me time to like move and stuff and not be super hard on like deadlines and everything. Awesome. So that's been nice. Take it. That is really cool. It's it's really important to have uh to have a boss who gives you that sort of a uh, room for work-life balance. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely. And it's definitely noticed when. Uh, well, if, if you're like me and, and you came from a lot of different careers where you didn't necessarily have that. So it was, uh, 
a lot of different jobs. So uh, yeah, that was um, oh, that was great. That that's great to hear. Um, my shout out this week is going to be to the Truth Bearers, the uh, super serial, super secret. Uh, no, no, no. It, it is very high level. Um, Discord, we are lucky enough to be a part of Heck from yeah. our friend uh, Let Us Different. Um, and user, I guess you shared it was a Eruke, I think that's how you pronounce it, but big shout out to them. That's how we got a lot of uh, the dialogue that we've referenced tonight. Yeah, that's definitely, because uh, they've game. been um, compiling it all, which has been really nice. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, big, big shout out to you guys and all that you do for the pursuit of the truth. Do, do, do. All right, that's do, enough do, there. Do, I won't do, get sued. I can start the do do. Yeah, I can only do that many do dudes. This <laughs> is just enough <laughs> to, where, to where they can't they can't come at me for it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, big big shout out to those guys. Uh, you know, I I don't always have time to comment, but whenever I have time to kind of read through what you guys are talking about, it it's uh you know I, I it always blows my mind. So big shout out there. Um, and ooh, Lizzie, I, for, I forgot to ask, how are you enjoying that dinosaur outfit? I don't have the dinosaur armor. I think it looks kind of interesting. I think certain- Were you team monster? I wasn't team either. I didn't care. Oh, okay. I just was like, they both look very silly, so my vote is neither. It won't matter. I know everyone was going to pick team dino anyway, because like- it's dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are cool. <laughs> but, I don't know. I think, like, bits and pieces of the armor will would look good. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to, like, go out of my way and get the armor, though. That's where I'm kind of like, true. Mm. I mean, I posted a picture in, like, our, in our, our group chat where someone took the warlock armor, which I think looks the worst out of all, all three, and they used a different helmet, and they shaded it nice, and it actually looked really cool. So I'm like, hmm... That's interesting. Oh, that's really funny. I want to put I want to put that helmet on. I want to make a Triceraton from Ninja Turtles. So I want to put that helmet on my warlock and just like get them all like teched out. That's that's my own nerd dream, though. That's ever, ever since I saw that one. The only one I already got the uh, the um, Utah Raptor uh, one for uh, for the hunters, but. Uh, I'm, I'm like debating on how I want to, how I want to, uh, how I want to go after the, uh, the other one. And I don't, I don't know if I'll go after all three, but then, then I look at the Titan one. I was like, okay, but that's pretty sweet. It's a T-Rex. Yeah. The T-Rex <laughs> one looks pretty good. So that's why I'm kind of like, hmm, maybe, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it all red and, uh, I'll do a Power Rangers reference. Oh no. Oh Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be my life oh uh, but yeah well yeah, i i think i think that's gonna be fun and i really guys if you if you see lady lucida in the wild just you know prepare for your eyes to burn during the event she has the brightest costume uh, I've ever seen, yes well yes i posted well it done. on twitter <laughs> and i was just like i wasn't kidding when i said i am bright i did that as a joke because like <laughs> Lucida, that—that's <laughs> that word means the brightest star in the constellation. I truly mm -hmm. am the brightest star because I'm very, very bright. Hint: Gambit, Jade Stone on everything is very bright. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's very bright on a lot of stuff. Um, just retina burningly. So you got to take that look into Crucible. And just burn like they won't be able to shoot at you because their eyes will just be burning the whole time. Yes, that's that's my whole job is to <laughs> burn people's eyeballs in the crucible. I want them to see me, and they're just like, "Oh God, I can't shoot!" And then they miss. That's the whole point. I mean, I kind of agree. It's their fault for looking directly yeah, at you. Yeah, I should have a big warning label of them that says, "Do not look directly <laughs> at me." Without proper eye protection. only way <laughs> okay well with that everyone 
thank you for joining us again this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. we got more coming your way. Um, really excited uh, for what we got coming down the pike uh, for you now now once we get uh, once we get our lives a little like mutually settled down. but uh, Lucy, I, I can't tell you I, I'm so excited to, to be in the same time zone. Yeah, that'll be really, really weird. It'll be really weird for me, honestly, because I'm, I'm so used to being, <laughs> like, bungee time. So whenever Bundy says, oh, it's 10 a.m., I'm like, sweet, that's 10 a.m., that's great. By the time I'm, you know, all up and ready, it's good. But no, now reset is at noon? One. One. Ew, that's so gross. Yeah. That's like half the day. <laughs> and that means the twab comes out even later. No. Mm-hmm. I hate this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hate it and you're thoroughly unhappy. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. So uh exciting things, everyone. And uh you know, you, you're great. Uh do something nice for yourself. Drink water, stay hydrated. Heck yeah, gamers. See you next time. <laughs> Bubba? Doodles. That's off, Guardians. That's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter, at SpinFoilTheory, or write us an email at SpinFoilTheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, SpinFallTheory.com The Lore Network